Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, the one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, number 145, What You See Can Be What You Get. We're talking all about God-given dreams. It's my intention to help you dream new dreams or remind you of ones you've already had. Download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to record scriptures mentioned in the show and to look up the verses later. We'd love to hear how it impacts your heart. Find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 145 with scripture graphics or anything else mentioned in the show. After the first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, let's listen to We the Kingdom singing Miracle Power. This is for the lost. Have you ever woken up and got moving along in your day when all of a sudden you remember the crazy dream you had the night before? Ever thought it was so weird that you'd be embarrassed to tell anyone the details because they'd send you straight to a counseling session? Or am I the only one? Chances are you've had an outrageous dream before too. And trust me, you're in good company. I found about 26 different dreams recorded in the Bible and some of them were off the charts insane. I got lost studying on the Overview Bible website for a long time. It had this really interesting graphical chart about dreams in the Bible, and even though they didn't have all the dreams that are in the Bible on their list, it was a fun way to learn more. The chart explained how 10, that's almost one-third of all the dreams in the Bible, are recorded in the book of Genesis at the beginning. I know, that's a little unimportant fact that doesn't really change anything, but it might be good information for a trivia game someday. But it really does make you think. At the beginning of time, people dreamed a lot. It makes me ask the question, are we dreaming enough today? The more I studied, I found there were dreamers who were kings, a farmer, two guys named Joseph, a couple of pharaohs, prophet dreamers, wise men, soldiers, pastors, evangelists, some guys in prison, one a cupbearer and the other guy was a baker, but only one chick in the bunch. I've got to say, I found that last fact shocking because my girlfriends have had some doozies. The point I'm trying to make here is that God created everyone with the ability to dream. It doesn't make a difference if your home is a mansion, you're staying in a stable, or if your current living arrangement is a jail cell. God created you to dream. And there's all sorts of reasons why he wants you to dream. In the Bible, you can read about dreams that were given to warn people about calamity if they didn't change their course in life. Others brought direction in decision-making. Jacob wrestled things out with God in a dream. The prison dreams predicted how God was about to bring justice, and the result eventually freed two men falsely imprisoned, first the cupbearer and eventually Joseph. But it also foretold of the guilty baker being punished. Joseph's dream as a child pointed to the power and position he would eventually hold way in the future. 
While in prison, God gave Joseph the interpretation to Pharaoh's crazy dream where there were seven fat cows grazing and then the seven skinny cows ate the seven fat cows to mean that Egypt and the surrounding area was going to experience seven years of great abundant harvests, followed by seven years of lack that would create a famine. This dream interpretation was Joseph's ticket out of jail. But God didn't only give Joseph the interpretation to Pharaoh Nebuchadnezzar's dream and set him free. When Pharaoh heard the wisdom Joseph spoke, he put Joseph in the role of prime minister over Egypt. You know this former slave, accused of felony, well, God downloaded to Joseph a whole economic plan to prepare for the coming famine. Joseph introduced taxes to society by implementing that everyone had to give Pharaoh a portion of their harvest to keep in reserve. Now, before you go hating on God or Joseph for giving Joseph the wisdom to start taxes, keep in mind that the plan was only 5% tax. But I bet the people even complained at that because everyone loves to complain about taxes. Pharaoh's dream, the interpretation and directive from God provided for nations to be fed through Egypt's God-given surplus for almost a decade and made Egypt very wealthy. Through Joseph's life, you can see that God-given dreams unlock destiny, purpose, and provision. I'm also going to show you that dreams unlock direction. In Acts 16, verses 6 to 10, there's a story about Paul's vision of the man in Macedonia. It tells how Paul and his companions were traveling throughout the region in Phrygia and Galatia. Now, girls... When you read this verse and you're living in the 21st century, you don't know who Paul's companions were, and you're probably thinking it's his golfing buddies. I'm guessing you're thinking of Silas, Timothy, or Barnabas, but have you considered that there were women in that group? My good friend Ellen Graf Martin gave me this book to review called Extraordinary Women of Christian History by Ruth A. Tucker. It's full of these amazing women, and some were Paul's ministry companions. In the book, she tells of girls beyond the ones we read about in the Bible, like Priscilla, Lydia, Phoebe, Dorcas, and Junius. Tucker tells you about women like Thecla. Paul and Thecla were ministry companions, and Thecla was a powerful minister in her own right. A comparison in today would be if Joyce Myers and Joel Osteen started traveling doing events together. Okay, I think you might understand that one. It's very likely there were women in that group of companions back in Acts 16, since Romans 16 mentions so many women. But let's get back to the dream story at the end of Acts 16, verse 6, when Paul told how they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia by the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. Have you ever felt like there were roadblocks in your way? Like nothing was working out and you were never going to get to your destination? Well, Paul knows how you feel. Scripture goes on to tell how during the night, Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision or dream, he got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. 
As Paul and his friends were trying to go in one direction, God put up roadblocks, situations that made their route impassable so they would move in the direction he wanted them to go. As soon as they went to Macedonia, they met Lydia, and this wealthy businesswoman came to faith in Christ. She's the same Lydia who started one of the first home churches in Europe. I tell you, I would love a dream like this, so clear and concise. You see someone waving and telling you to come to their country. Does it get any clearer than that? I think sometimes our dreams are this clear, but situations cause us to doubt and we discount them as too much pizza before we went to bed. Through Joseph's life, you can see that God-given dreams unlock destiny, purpose, and provision. And through Paul's life, you can see how God-given dreams unlock direction. But what happens if you stop dreaming? Well, you're going to have to come back after the quick break to find out. I'm Sherry Stahl, and the music pick song for episode 145 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show is The Comeback by Danny Gokey. After a season of night falls in Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio. Wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. So what happens if you stop dreaming? Does anything change or are dreams inconsequential, unimportant? Let's see what the Bible has to say about it. Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Or, in other versions like the English Standard versions, it says they cast off restraint. Some people actually downplay this verse to not say vision. A few translations actually change the word vision to read revelation. But a few define this word to be closer to its original than others when it reads prophetic vision, because every other time when the Hebrew word chazon is used, it's in reference to a God-given dream or message. So the Bible is saying, where there is no prophetic vision, no God-given dream or message, the people cast off restraint. So what does it mean to cast off restraint? I think the New Living Translation explains it the clearest when it says, they run wild. Without prophetic vision, without a God-given dream or message, people go crazy. They become unglued, unhinged. There's no direction, no purpose for their lives. Without a dream, there's nothing pinning them to the future, so they live haphazardly. Seasons without dreams aren't good. 1 Samuel 3.1 tells how the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Now in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and visions were scarce. Without a future dream to aim for, the people, like the prophet Eli's sons, fell into sin. 
Another time when people in the Bible stopped dreaming was when they were taken captive by foreign nations. You can tell this because in Psalm 126, it talks about the time when the exiled Israelites got to go back to their homeland of Jerusalem, otherwise known as Zion. Psalm 126 says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the desert. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. This chapter says how the people of Israel became like people who dreamed. Clearly, they were people who had dreamed in the past. But somewhere along the line, they stopped dreaming, stopped hoping for better. You see, we read stories about Joseph's time, and then years later in 1 Samuel, you can read how dreaming was stopped up by sin and apathy towards God. Then we see here how hardship caused the people to stop dreaming. It's so difficult to believe for your dreams when your world is falling apart, when the circumstances you live in scream exactly the opposite of what the promise claims, especially when you're not hearing or seeing any promises from God through your dreams. The dryness of the desert times can evaporate the water in your well until there's nothing left to pump out. But as the song said, you've come so far, keep going. Oh, here comes the comeback your comeback. I can't think of a story of someone's life in the Bible where it didn't get really, and I mean really bad, before God orchestrated a crazy comeback that was in line with a dream from God for their future. God fulfilled the dreams he gave to prophets like Jeremiah, that he would bring the Israelites back to their land out of their struggles and restore their fortunes like streams in the desert. Something he did after the Babylonian captivity and started it all over again in 1948 and is still continuing to fulfill the dream to his people when Israel was reinstated as a nation in 1948 after 3,000, over 3,000 years. Just like Psalm 126 prophesied, those who sowed with tears are reaping with songs of joy. Those who were found weeping but kept planting and building in their lives are returning with songs of joy. And although we wouldn't say it like Psalm 126, carrying sheaves with them anymore, they are living it out, seeing a harvest season coming to their land. You too can trust God, and learning to trust Him is how you learn to allow yourself to dream. Dreaming unlocks possibilities in your thinking that awakens you to opportunities. Through Joseph's life, I hope you saw that God-given dreams unlock destiny, purpose, and provision. And through Paul's life, I hope you saw how God-given dreams unlock direction. And through Psalm 126, I hope you were convinced that it's not wise to stop dreaming because God is trustworthy and what you see can be what you get.
believe in faith that God is good. So you'll be able to trust that what he promises will be for your best. Don't waver in your confidence. God hasn't forgotten the dreams he's placed in you long ago. My challenge for you is to take time today to remember the dreams God's already given you. Struggling to remember any? Look at your journals or diaries. Read notes you've written in your Bible. Find some promises in your Bible. Do what it takes to put those dreams fresh in your mind. Write about the dreams and spend time in prayer asking God about them. If you discern there are dreams God still has for your life, then take the next step to pursue the promises God's given you. If you don't feel like you've ever been given a dream from God, I dare you. Stop, take a nap, and ask God for a dream. And if it doesn't happen the first day, keep asking and keep dreaming. If you're struggling to believe God could still make your dreams a reality, here are some encouraging verses to help you trust God. Verses that will inspire you to not forget your past dreams and start dreaming new ones. I hope you'll write them down on your Soul H2O journal pages to look up later. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 promises the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. NLT version says God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Philippians 1.6 says being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Deuteronomy 7.9 says know therefore that the Lord your God is God. Good, the faithful God who keeps his covenant of loving devotion for a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Psalm 138, verse 8 says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Philippians 1, 9 to 10 says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. Joshua 21, 45 says, Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord has given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. So the key to learning how to dream again or how to start is to learn how to trust God because he is the king of the comebacks and with him, what you see can be what you get. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 145, What You See Can Be What You Get. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and links to anything mentioned on the show at soulh2o.com slash 145. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.